reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom patrol! Fox, and this week we are looking at My Greatest Adventure, number 85, starring the Doom Patrol, of course. Shockingly. <laughs> That's right, this is going to be the last issue where uh, where it's called My Greatest Adventure. With the next issue, they become, they get to take over the book. That's right. They get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. In name as well as fact. That's right. They've, yeah, they've had the book now for five or six months. Yep. Yeah. And they prove popular enough that they get to take it over, man. Awesome. Both time. Excellent. That's right. So we get a cover by, I think it's Bob Brown. Could be. Rita's got kind of a Bob Brownie look to her. I'd have to double check, but I'm going to say see. Bob Margaret Brown. Spencer 85. Covered by Bob Brown. Yep. yep, there we go. And they are trapped in a, looks like a mine shaft, and Rita's holding that mine shaft up while a great big lava beast menaces the team. Mm-hmm. That's right, it's called the Furies from 4,000 miles below. And opening up the splash page, we get that big lava beast giving a great big bear hug to a... Looks like a spaceship. A spaceship, yeah, they're, they're a drilling machine. Oh yes, the digger. The digger, that's right. And uh, Cliff is calling out to uh, Negative Man, that astounding creature's caught our digger ship, and the chief is trapped inside. Sucks to be chief. That's right. He's getting out on the town, and he's getting mushed the first time he leaves. (laughs) Nice. Should have stayed at the Roundstone. That's right. (laughs) It's way easier to be a stalker if you're at home. I know you're a chief. That's right. All righty. So, flipping over. This is, of course, written by Arnold Drake and illustrated by Bruno Primiani. And we get right into it. It starts off with the uh, team doing a a quick little rescue mission. There's a... uh, Off the southern coast, there's a boat that's crashed. And uh, unfortunately, there's some medicine inside that boat. All uh, All the hands got off the boat, but the medicine, the serum, is still stuck in the cargo section. And if... Gotta have that serum. Yes, there's a little boy whose life depends on it. He's going to be dead in an hour if they don't get that uh, serum. And, of course, the waters are shark-infested. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise they would use their regular divers, but they're not going to risk... They're not going to risk real people. Not real people on, on sharks. But freaks, that's fine. No worries. Yeah, that's just freaks. <laughs> that's right. Diamond doesn't. That is right. So, of course, the Doom Patrol agrees to help out, and Rita shrinks down and... Uh, allows Lair- or Cliff to put her into a, a little jam jar. <laughs> it looks like a mayonnaise jar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spaghetti sauce jar. Elastic girl preserved. That's right. So Cliff gets lowered down uh, on a big, I don't know, lower thing. Those little gates that they... Yeah, yeah. Down shark cages and such. So he gets lowered down slowly. Of course, we get to see some of those sharks that uh, 
are swirling around. Cliff's not worried, of course, because if they chew on him, they're just going to end up hurting their teeth. That's right. So once he gets to the... Uh, well, I guess it's not a boat. It's a jet. Once he gets to that jet... Boy, they have trouble with jets. They're always rescuing these uh, these sunken things. Anyway, so once he gets there, he gives a big crunch and punches a hole in the side of it and then uh, uncorks Rita's jar and she swims in in her handy-dandy diver outfit. Right. The super stretchy one. The super stretchy one. This time she's wearing pants. I think last time she was like swimming in her skirt. She's learned. Yeah. She has learned. A little too breezy. (laughs) No kidding. There's water and seaweed going in places you just don't want to know about. (laughs) All sorts of creatures live in caves down there. That's just not a good place to be. No way. So she's all shrunken. She finds the, uh, the cargo and of course it's padlocked. So she shrinks herself even further into the lock works her way through, clicks open the lock, and brings the serum out to Cliff. And moments later, they are popping up on the surface of the water. And uh, then it's time for Negative Man to go into action. He uh, grabs the, the serum, and in a couple of seconds, he's off to the hospital and back, and the boy is saved. Hooray! Of course. Of course. And, of course, they get headlines in the newspaper that day. Doom Patrol saves the boy. And uh, the chief is, he's questioning Rita for a moment. He says, he, you know, I'm really glad our plan worked out, but Rita, I gave you a tiny bomb. It was as small as a match head to blow that lock. You chose a riskier method. She's like, I got a kick out of it that way, chief. You don't deny us a little fun now and then, do you? So there we go. We're starting to see Rita is, she's got spunk. She's uh, on the freaky side there. Given the choice, she'll, she'll take the dangerous way. What she's not saying is she's just scared of loud noises. <laughs> so she didn't want to set the bomb off. <laughs> That's right, all those loud noises. And the... I know my wife, she's afraid to light the barbecue, so <laughs> I can only imagine it's the same for other people. Especially under the water. Come uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, so masking her fear of the noise. <laughs> Very clever. That's right. And then uh, the chief takes that moment to uh, ask her, you know, something else has been bothering me. You turned down an offer to resume your movie career. I'm wondering why. And she's like, how did you know about that? Clearly she hasn't been reading the I issues. read all your mail, duh. <laughs> I read all your mail. I uh, have you all on Time videotapes. That's right. <laughs> why would I not know this? <laughs> ask you when you're sleeping. <laughs> Ooh, that's coming. <laughs> and she's like, anyway, she just kind of brushes that off. It's like, whatever. <laughs> I refuse because the pictures don't is- interest me any longer. The Doom Patrol does. And that's kind of cool. Like, if yeah, you compare this... Is this... Much, this is a much bigger high, you know? Yeah, yeah, She's... yeah, for sure. And if you compare... Into it. Yeah, yeah, she totally is. And if you compare it to, like, the, the Fantastic Four, where Sue was always the weak little simpering thing for years and years and years, here Rita is, like, totally Doom Patrol all the way. She's like a career gal. That's right. That's right. Very cool. This is way better than the pictures. Way better than the movies. That's right. Because well, let's be honest, if your looks start to go and you're a superhero, that's okay. <laughs> you can still save people. That's right. But if you're a movie star and your looks go, I'll forget about you're it. dead. That's right. That is right. And the chief, though, reminds her, haven't you forgotten one of the main purposes behind the Doom Patrol? To make the world accept us as normal people. I'm not sure that's one of the purposes. I don't think that's what he was that's selling the them that's on. That's what he's telling them. <laughs> right now, a couple of issues yeah. ago, it was all about, let's go have adventure. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> now it's about, 
you need to be accepted. And yes. Cliff jumps on that bandwagon. He's like, that's right. If you did the movie, everyone would realize we're just like them. We're not freaks. Except, of course, that you can shrink and grow and all that stuff. But <laughs> and I have a brain in a jar. <laughs> Other than that, we're totally normal. Totally. And, of course, Larry jumps in and he's like, hold it. If Rita doesn't like the idea of going back to Hollywood. So he's like, oh, he's the big Support. protector. That's right. Well, plus, she goes, he knows that pretty soon it's, it's, you know, it's a big sausage fest and nobody wants to stick around anymore. Nobody wants that. That's right. He's got to protect his chick there. She's like, never mind. If it's going to help the Doom Patrol, I will do it. I'm going to feel like a deserter, but I will totally do the movie. And uh, off she goes on the plane, and once she's gone, uh, we realize the boys have been planning something. They're like, all right, now the chief can totally tell us what he was secretly talking about. Now that Rita's gone, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Chicks, boy. That's right. Get rid of them. They're no fun. No girls allowed. That's right. All the right. He-Man Woman Hitters Club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Alrighty, so we end up in Hollywood a week later, and uh, uh, Rita is meeting the director and the, and the team of people there. And the movie is supposed to be uh, where Rita is this loving, supportive wife, and the husband um, he goes through this terrifying accident, and he uncontrollably shrinks, and and uh, he's the freak. And the director says, "I mean, sorry, the abnormal." <laughs> and Rita's like, okay, I'm, I'm down with this. I get to play the normal person. I'm totally fine with that. Let's get started. And uh, unfortunately, there's a mysterious accident on the set, and the actor who's playing the shrinking man gets his leg crushed by a giant book. Ooh, ouch. I know. I know. That's going to hurt. And... Uh, they fix him up, but of course he's no longer able to do his stunts, which means he's no longer able to play the shrinking man, which means that million-dollar picture is suddenly in total jeopardy, except that Rita decides, hey, I will, uh, I'll switch roles, we can, we'll still do the movie, I'll be the shrinking woman, he can be the supportive husband, it'll be fine. And, uh, the director's like, hey, that's a great idea, baby How doll. <laughs> you saved our picture. So uh, we get some scenes of Rita doing, doing whatever she does while she's acting. She fights off a cat and she types out messages by jumping on the keyboards of a typewriter and, and uh, looks to be like the movie's going to be a super success. And uh, once the filming is done, she sees this poster put up and uh, everything suddenly starts to click into place. The poster's like advertising her as Elastigirl in the movie The Diminishing Lady and Rita realizes, hey... That poster had to have been made long before we started filming, so oh, clearly... Tipped their hands a little too early. I've been suckered. <laughs> and she goes through the files, and she realizes that the chief knew exactly what was going on, and she's like, what is going on? Why would the chief sell me out? I don't get it. So uh, she's. Uh, we leave her in Hollywood for a little while, and we go back to the Doom Patrol headquarters... Uh, where the chief and Larry and Cliff are going down into uh, the chief's secret laboratories. Oh, boy. That's right. They're going down into the tip-top secret stuff. And once they get there, we see this great big blue rocket ship thing. and we the drill on the front. That's right, with the drill on the front. That's right. It's a fantastic digging machine. Uh, 
and Larry's like, how can it uh, burrow into the ground without a drill? Because really, it's, it's, I guess it's not really a drill. It's kind of like a pointy thing that just gets pointier and pointier. Like a little anti ray gun end or whatever. That's right. That's, and that's exactly what it is. The chief says it uses sound vibrations, ultrasonic vibrations that uh, causes everything in its path to crumble to dust. So uh, That's got to be noisy to ride in. No kidding. <laughs> sound waves and crashing... Rocks. The first time I rode an airplane, I thought that was noisy. This thing's gonna be like twice as, <laughs> it's gonna be ten times louder. as noisy as that. And they're sitting right up at the front, so. Uh, of course, yeah. Not that Cliff needs to worry about it, because I mean. He just turned the sound off. He's got ears. no ears. That's right. And I guess Larry's ears are wrapped up so tight that uh, uh. no sound gets in there. It's all good. The only one who has to worry is the chief, and I'm sure he's got some uh, secret Microsc- plan there. Yeah, microscopic earplugs. <laughs> that's right. So the chief explains that. Uh, through a terrible coincidence, 90 days ago, our government and another power simultaneously exploded nuclear bombs underground, and the waves of the concussion met at this particular point, and he shows them this diagram. And uh, after those shock waves met, your super seismograph began recording strange signals from the Earth's core, and you think that they've that they're from some living thing, and that's why you wanted Rita out of the way, because the trip is going to be dangerous. So, uh, too dangerous for a too woman. Too dangerous for a girl, that's right. But the chief is like, don't you worry, it's okay, you will have another passenger. I will be along there with you. <laughs> no, thanks. It's not a, we don't have to worry about ourselves, we have to worry about the crippled invalid. That's, that's right. Awesome. That's right, we don't have to worry about the girl who's totally uh, independent and capable of uh, looking after herself. But, you probably uh, kick both of our asses. That's right, but we'll bring you along, chief. <laughs> no plenty. worries there. Ah, the 60s. The 60s, that's right. Fortunately, I don't think we get a ton of that. Like, this is probably it's rather, one it's of the It's a rather exceptional few, story. Yeah, it's one of the few adventures where Rita is uh, kicked out of the... The girl. That's right, the girl. Mm-hmm. So they start burrowing down, and we get to see... <laughs> we get to see all the stratosphere, and we get to see all the bones in the ground as they go. Like uh, a Simpsons cutaway. <laughs> exactly. Upstairs to downstairs, and there's stuff in between the floors and stuff. That's right, that's right. They get about five miles down, the temperature rises. Oh, this is where uh, the education comes in, the edutainment. The temperature rises 16 degrees every 1,000 feet. So it's 500 degrees out there. That's why you're wearing a thermal suit, Larry. Let's go see our driver. Thanks. (laughs) I was wondering why I put this on. Wow. (laughs) That's right, that's right. And so they find out, well, and that's when the readers finally see that Chief is driving uh, driving the bus there. That's right. Good to see an action chief, and he's like, I've longed for the day when I can be more than just a chair-bound egghead. Shh! That signal means we're approaching our mysterious target. Bleep, bleep, bleep. And they land, and they all, well, they don't all, Cliff and Larry crawl out of the digger, and they're they're like, what can make a noise like that? And uh, they're not sure, but it sounds like the static from 10,000 radios, and it's getting closer. Do-do-do-do. Which kind of brings us to the end of part two. We get a little ad for the Challengers of the Unknown, which is, I can't tell, issue 30-something, maybe? Rocky is being turned into a giant. He's become the giant in Challenger Mountain. And uh, the other little story. Yeah, it looks cool. He's all uh, going wild as they try to chain him up, and they're pulling gears and stuff. Yes, it's a cool one. It is a cool one, so that's now on sale, 30, 40 years ago. (laughs) 
And we flip the page and we get another one of those edutainment pages. Special Christmas quiz. Christmas in many lands. Oh, boy. That's right. In what country do children make an outdoor Christmas tree of wheat sheaves for the birds? Who cares? That's right. That's right. We go on. They give you about six or seven little uh, lovely Christmas observances throughout the world, which I'm sure kids were thrilled to read. <laughs> then we get into part two. And it is called The Subterranean Terror. What was it? Surely it was alive, and yet where there should be flesh, there was flame. Where bones should exist, there was only a blaze of heat and light, and beyond that, nothing could describe the subterranean terror. So this is where we get to see the creature that's been on the cover, and it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a... Oh, what's that uh, Metal Man villain? Chemo? 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 Yeah, he's kind of shaped like that. Roughly chemo-shaped, yeah. Chemo-shaped. Except he's red. Red and lava, bubbly, that's right. And uh, Cliff is like, it's a walking bonfire. You better get out of here, Larry. Even that thermal suit won't protect you. I'll handle this. And uh, Larry's like, you'll handle nothing, wise guy. That heat will melt... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that heat will melt you into a puddle of tin. So while they're uh, arguing, uh, Cliff is like, just get going. The baby bomb the chief gave me should bring the roof down on hot stuff over there. So he throws a bomb. There's a great big boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the creature is covered, I guess. Or, yeah, I don't think he's blown up. He's just covered blocked under rocks and blocked off. That's right. Chief is, of course, watching on the little view screen that's attached to a cliff, and he's he's congratulating them. He's like, good work. I've gotten a second signal, however, indicating there's another one of those creatures in the area. I will open the decompression chamber for you, but you better hurry. And uh, as he uh, starts to press the control button, he gets this look of terror, and he's like, no, no, get away, get away from me! And we have no idea what's causing such terror on the chief yet. But we uh, zip up, up into the headquarters where Rita has finally arrived, and... Uh, she sees this great big hole in the ground, and she's apparently gone into the secret headquarters that no one is supposed to go into, but she's figured out to go down there, and she sees this giant hole, and she's she's like, good heavens, it looks like it's going to the core of the earth, so this is why the chief schemed to get rid of me. Well, I'll show him if I'm too soft for this job. First, I've got to expand myself. So she gets super huge and grabs one of those uh, bathyspheres that normally goes uh, in the ocean. And instead, she starts lowering it. By, oh, she attaches it to some sort of pulley system. And then she puts yeah. herself in the bathysphere. And down she goes into the earth. Because I'm sure it's you know perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. Something that's been made for ocean depths is going to be totally fine underground, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, yeah, then the chief finds... Oh, that's what's causing the, the trauma there. The second creature has trapped me in here. If it weren't for these useless legs of mine, I'd have had a chance. So uh, Cliff and Larry see what's causing uh, the grief. The uh, the creature has grabbed the digger, and it's the, the scene from the splash page there. And it's starting to uh, boil the chief alive in the, in the digger. Nice. That's right. Larry has no idea what to do, but Cliff is not worried. He's like, the chief gave me a second bomb. Uh, I 
can't just throw it, however, because if I'll it fell short... The <laughs> yeah, the chief would be killed, so we can't really do that. I can't throw it, but uh, Negative Man gets in on the action. He comes shooting out of Larry's body, and uh, Cliff says, I'll protect the bomb with my body while you fly me right into that fiery mess, but don't dawdle going through it. So, of course, they work together. Negative Man uh, flies Larry, or uh, Cliff right next to into the creature he drops the bomb it explodes and uh the digger is that's right he goes free they're like wow what a fireworks show you better run for your life man hope the chief was only shook up <laughs> as the uh digger crashes to the ground i'm sure it's fine i'm sure chief is totally fine <laughs> he's, he's aware of safety belts that's right he's a genius after all <laughs> So they realize that took care of it, and uh, they know how to handle the other one if, if it ever digs its way out of that tomb that they buried it in. But suddenly, of course, the creature that they blew up is uh, starting to put itself back together, and there's no way to destroy those creatures now because they've used up all their little bombs. That's right, so they're going to dive quick back into the ship. They get in there, and they're like, Chief, are you okay? And he's just got a scratch or two. Uh, but he can't get the motor started. The heat and the concussion must have damaged it. They are trapped. And suddenly, that's when Rita shows up. And uh, Cliff is, Rita, I don't know how she got down here, but I'm sure glad she did. And uh, Chief is, she's an amazing girl. She's beckoning to us to come out. Give me a hand, boys. So uh, they take the Chief out. Uh, Rita scoops him up. And while the boys are running through the... Uh, the underground there, Rita is uh, not wasting a second. She's, you know, giving them a little lecture. I hope this teaches you all a lesson. Next time you don't leave little Rita behind. I've got a private elevator waiting for us. So, no heat uh, suit on her. No heat suit on her. So she's, the chief, uh, for that matter. That's right. Uh, hmm. Well, the chief, he can't feel anything below the waist. And... Oh, so yeah. He's got <laughs> shirt on from that. And she's so big that the heat just right around yeah. her i don't know <laughs> i don't know but she's hardly down there long enough to worry about it i guess so they get into the bathosphere and uh go right back up to the headquarters and and they realize that the uh, the one creature that they had buried is now digging its way towards the surface and the other one is doing the same thing and if they meet it's going to be disastrous um your description of the creature's interior convinces me they are living nuclear reactors and of course, if two living nuclear reactors come crashing into each other, it's only going to be terrible. It's going to be actually. that's right. It's going to be uh, well, it's going to be like a constant explosion of H bombs. Uh, when they surface, they're only going to be five miles apart, so they have to get moving quickly. Uh, we get a little more edutainment here. Larry says Earth's atmosphere is 75% nitrogen, enough heat could ignite the nitrogen at any one point, and a chain reaction would set the atmosphere on fire. Cliff this is all... Is bad. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Professor. And uh, Rita jumps between it. Quit it, you two. She's like, all business. Let's focus here. <laughs> uh, Chief realizes there has to be a way to destroy, or one way to avoid Earth's destruction, but we have to do it alone and in total secrecy. Anything less would create deadly panic throughout the world. Uh, so they come to this uh, abandoned mining shaft, mm -hmm. not far from the city, of course, conveniently enough. 
and they realize that the uh, mine was abandoned because of flooding. Most of the water is gone now, but the underground stream that caused it is still a bit of a threat, so Rita is going to support the ceiling while the two guys work. So Rita expands herself, and she's like kind of digging her way through, and the, the guys are using little tools to dig their way further, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, with all the... <laughs> this is classic. With all that extra coal and stuff that's getting in the way, Rita just turns Cliff into a big, giant uh, rolling pin and uses him to flatten out some of the, uh, <laughs> the coal. <laughs> so it's kind of humiliating being here. <laughs> he's like, this doesn't even tickle me. You just get that job done. So uh, he's fine. That's what that. he says on the outside. Yeah. Inside he's crying. <laughs> inside he's like, I'm a baker's tool. This doesn't happen to Superman. <laughs> but it totally could. He's invulnerable. All we need is uh, somebody to start rolling him around. Alrighty, so as they uh, get to the surface and they've crawled their way through, they re they see one of the uh, lava creatures is has reached the surface. It's coming for them, but they are not ready for it yet. But it's moved away from them. They seem to think they're going to be okay. But they're not sure why it moved away from them. And of course, when they get up, they notice that both creatures are above the ground and they seem to be attracted to each other. They are... It's like one of those slow motion uh, <laughs> running along the beach, running along the beach scenes, except yeah, it's two nuclear creatures in the desert, yeah. slowly lumbering towards each other. But they'll find love, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, alrighty, so Larry decides, you know, we better get going. We might still be able to win. Uh, Rita leaves everyone at the entrance. She goes down into the mine shaft to uh, put their plan into action and. And she starts jabbing a huge timber through the uh, the mine wall so that the the flooding waters will increase and start flooding the uh, the mine again. Uh. And uh, Larry and Cliff bring these super long fire hoses from wherever, and uh, they're going to use those to uh, put out the creatures. And once again, Larry is just like a fountain of science. There, he's like. These creatures are nuclear reactors, and when a reactor goes wild, carbon rods are lowered into the pile to slow it down. That's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. Who knew Larry was such a such Maniac. a little closet scientist? That's right. At Larry's signal, Rita activates the pumps at the mine, and they start pumping out liquefied powdered carbon. And they, uh, that's right, so all that... Coal jelly. Coal jelly that uh, Cliff got to make is now being pumped right onto the creatures, and it's starting to cave in. The carbon is snuffing out its nuclear life source. But, of course, they still have the other buddy who's on its way, and they uh, they spray they spray both creatures, and they just kind of melt the creatures down until they are huge puddles of carbon goo. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I guess we just hope they weren't sentient or something. <laughs> yeah, they've got eyes and hands, but let's hope they were just uh, just not living. That's right. <laughs> so uh, they know that the creatures are finally put out because that, that crackling sound they were making has totally stopped. So all that's coming out of them now is steam, and the nuclear reaction has slowed down, and when it stops, those things will be finished. That's right. Rita comes running up. They're disintegrated. There's nothing left of them except carbon and a lot of gas. And and they're done. They get back to headquarters and 
and the chief is congratulating him. Since there's no further signals from underground, I believe those were the only nuclear creatures released from the Earth's core. And Rita's like, good thing too. And now I've got a little score to settle with you. I know you were trying to protect me, but if you ever pull a Hollywood double cross again, I'll cut off your beautiful beard. Ooh, wow. snap. <laughs> Ooh. Going straight for the throat. That's right. Chief's like, oh, no, not that. Anything but that. <laughs> do, 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 do. It ends on their little uh, up note. Up note there. and Always cute. Always cute. That's the end of that one. We get little ads for Mystery in Space, which has a Hawkman adventure coming up in it, which isn't normally... I didn't think he was normally in a mystery in space guy. I guess there's Adam Strange as like a second, yeah, yeah, second part there. He's normally the mystery in space guy, I think. And then uh, Strange Adventures is also on sale with uh, Earth's frozen heat wave. Mm. Uh huh. Sexy. Sexy. Flipping around, we get the letters page and. Let's see, we're starting to get, yeah, more talk about the Doom Patrol. So we get, let's see, the editor is saying, the success of the Doom Patrol has prompted many readers to write, suggesting that the team be given its own magazine. The fact is, unlike features, which were tried out in Showcase and Brave and the Bold, the Doom Patrol didn't have a test run, but it was immediately slated as a regular king-size feature in My Greatest Adventure. In fact, in the not-too-distant future, the short story that appears at the end of the magazine will be dropped to make room for a complete book-length Doom Patrol adventure. We will keep you advised. Which is kind of cool. At this point, the team still had uh, usually like a little backup story that that was uh, similar to what the book used to have. And so yeah. that's going to be going away Done. in the next the next little while. And it lists all the, all the people that were giving favorable comments from all over the states who loved the Doom Patrol. Uh, they say, now that the Doom Patrol has been firmly established, readers have been sending in their preferences. Some prefer Larry, negative man. Many like Cliff, Rita. No one prefers Larry. <laughs> and the Chief are the choice of others. Just out of simple curiosity, it would be amusing to learn who's the most popular. So, let's have a contest. In 25 words or less, tell us your favorite character and why. The authors of the best letters will be awarded Bruno Premiani's original art. I know, kind of cool. Can you like, imagine? I know, I'd like to uh, hop into a time bubble there and get some primo art. No kidding, gee whiz. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the topics on the letters page, people are wondering about the Chiefs, Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, mysterious <laughs> background. <laughs> uh, and they, they say in the next issue, oh, I've been waiting for this issue for so long. In the next issue, the Doom Patrol will be challenged by the Brotherhood of Evil. Oh, da -da -da yeah. That's right. The greatest band of villains ever created. Pretty In the much. course of action. No kidding. They rock. Uh, we're going to get Larry's secret will be hinted at. It'll finally be revealed in the following issue. And then the Chief's full story will be divulged. In a story now being plotted by writer Arnold Drake. Mm. That's right. And then they say uh, to those people that are inquiring, Cliff will also have his turn. So it looks like they got plans for most of the Doom Patrol there. Awesome. Uh, that's right. Little Rocky, no, Robert. Robert Buck thinks that the Doom Patrol would make an exciting weekly television show. Can't uh, can't argue with that. No, not at all. No, no, and that is... Or perhaps a podcast. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Rich and Bill Hughes of Dallas, Texas 
suggest the addition of another girl to the team to even out the sides. But the editor's like, that's not the way the cookie crumbles, fellers. Both Larry and Cliff like Rita, but which no one... one likes chicks, come that's on. That's right. But Be which one good. does she like? Ooh, we'll find out. That is right. And that's that's kind of the end of this issue. We finish off with, uh, yeah, one of those little My Greatest Adventure stories, illustrated by Alexander Toth. So the art is beautiful. The story's nothing to uh, write home about, but but it looks beautiful. Artwork is great, and that brings us to the end of this issue. Yay! Yes, it's done, man. Last my greatest adventure. The next time we look at them, they will be headlining their own magazine. Woohoo! Oh wait, wait, wait! I gotta check my mail because. Heath Daddy O sent us some more Doom Pod trivia. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, he listened to uh, podcast number eight, <laughs> and he was like, "The sound was very static heavy." Yeah, no kidding, it was crappy, but uh, we're working on it, and I'm sure it's going to be much better now. <laughs> Not sure how you produce these podcasts, but there seemed to be some interference. Yeah, that would be my incompetence with the <laughs> with the machinery, but uh, or perhaps the radioactive plate in my head. That's right. It's one of those things. However, here are his questions. So, the grunt level: Flit, Mama Pentecost, Driver Eight, and Spinning Jenny are part of what bizarre collection? Those are crazy, crazy James personalities. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember hearing about Driver Eight think I've heard of Mama Pentecost, so that would be my guess too. Yep. Uh, the Rebus level question, Madame Rouge's daughter joins the Brotherhood of Evil. What is her code name? Ooh, I think I remember I knowing about that. Oh, I think it's like a, ooh, it's from the 90s or something, I think. They wanted someone to take her place after they, they must have, they killed her off at some point, didn't they? Madame Rouge? I don't know, did she die when Cliff went after Zal? Hmm, the Teen maybe, maybe, I can't remember. Anyway, she has a daughter and a code name, and I can't remember. Hmm. Well, Unless it's Phobia. Uh, they've certainly got a similar look, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. We'll find out in a sec there. Uh, okay. And last question is, love that Keith Giffen. Did he ever work on Morrison's Doom Patrol? And if so, where? Giffen? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, okay. So, uh, the ambush bug, nobody special? Nothing uh, special? That's not the one he's got there. He says, uh, okay, well, first he says, Madame Rouge's daughter uh, is codenamed Gemini. And I will have to look her up. I'm I guess. clueless. And he says that Keith Giffen drew the cover for the extra weird Doom Force special number one. Oh, he did that too. Uh-huh. But they also guest appeared in uh, The Ambush Bug Nobody Special, or Nothing Special. Yes, yeah. He was auditioning to be uh, in other people's <laughs> comics. That's right. That's they said, right. They said he wasn't weird enough. <laughs> Absolutely. I forgot about that. So there we go. Uh, he says, extra points if you can tell which overrated artist he's honoring without looking at the cover. Yes, I would guess that would be the one. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this uh, this issue. Thank you for those questions, Heath. Keep them coming. <laughs> you totally keep us on our toes there. 
Yeah, awesome. Yes. Um, this guy knows way more about the Doom Patrol than I do. You should have him <laughs> on the show instead. <laughs> we'll have to uh, rope him in at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty. All right. Hold of us. You can go to the forum. There's a link off the page. That's right. At which is doompodtroll.com. If you go there, you can uh, comment on the episodes right at that page, or you can click the link that takes you to the forum, which is at the comics forum. Mm-hmm. And or you can shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. Doompodtroll. P-O-D-T-R-O-L. At gmail.com. That's right. That is it. That's it. We will see y'all next week. Yay. Catch you later. Cheers.